Hello, listener. We're still a new podcast. We still have that fresh new podcast smell. So this is a replay. We just want to let you know. Thank you. We will be back with another new show next week. But this is such a dandy. It's forecasting. It's showing me the money. It's all kinds of fun stuff. Very important stuff. Very applicable if I could use that word. So enjoy for all our great new listeners who come on board. This was, uh, gosh, about halfway in early days. We're around 22, something like that. But hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening and sharing it. And here we go. This is a, a little replay action, always off brand and our forecasting. Show me the money. Summer, once again, we have done it. What you're about to listen to is a killer breakdown on forecasting. Yeah, and talk about the most boring subject being interesting. Oh my God, it was fun. (laughs) It was fun. We talk about things you need to look for, our frustrations in the lack of uh, softwares for forecasting tools. We talk about being transparent, aka honest and direct with your agency and your CFO. It's good, and I, and I really hope it helps teams out there, whether you're a brand, retailer, agency, to have the confidence to be direct and open about forecasting. Do it in a nice way. You can be honest, and you'll hear show how. The show show the money. me the money. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. Hello, everybody from outside of Seattle here in our North AOB, always off brand studio. Scott Oshman, join along with my co host as always, and I'm her co host. We're co hosts together, Summer Jubilee, from the Bellevue studios of always off brand. How are you, Summer? I am great. We're, we're coastuses. We're coasti. We're coastus. Yeah, what is, how we're would coast- you say that? Was that, is that a plural? I don't know. I wasn't an I mean, English coast- major. How does that, co- co- coasti? <laughs> Costas, I don't know. Costas, <laughs> Costas. You got your coffee now. Who got the coffee today? Well, Fridays. Um, I well, so Fridays I had to. Yeah, so now this on this Friday, all four of us went to go drop Reese off at school okay. this morning, and then we drove to Starbucks together. And Chasey guy got his uh, a cake pop because Ooh. he has slept in his bed for the last four nights and not left the room all night and crawled into bed with me. So he got rewarded. I might have to add in like a hallelujah here or something. Like oh, that. That's it, good yeah. Job. I'm just good hoping job, that Chase. like it doesn't bite me in the tush tonight. And he's like, all right, got my kick pop. Now I'm sleeping with you. <laughs> we'll see. But speaking of Reese, that is the little story I want to tell. So Summer and I, we text back and forth and I tease her a lot, as you guys have heard about how she never gets back to me. She ghosts me or whatever. That's really not true. But so she says the other day, she's like, sometimes Reese, your seven-year-old, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Your seven-year-old, he reads my text on my iPad. So I tried something new. I basically said, Reese, can you ask your mother something (laughs) about today's recording? Right away, I got a response. I mean, within (laughs) seconds. He goes, it's Reese. She says, I asked about this one guest we possibly were going to have on today, but there was some scheduling conflicts. And I said, can you ask your mother if he's going to be on? And he right away, he's like, no. So <laughs> I want to just shout out to Reese 
He's a great admin for you. He is. He's my little assistant, although he's he's so funny with this. He's like, hey, why why is someone writing me? What? And then like he's been begging for me to tell stories about him whenever he does something around the house. Like he loves to do this game. I love it. Well, when we eat dinner, he calls himself the butler. Ah. And so he'll go and get us waters and get us like our our napkins and our silverware and he'll bring it to us and then he'll clean it up. And he's like, and he's always like a annoying waiter. He's constantly, well, can I get you anything else? Can I get you anything else? Well, I so, mean, what, how did this come? Did he watch Downton Abbey like every no episode, idea. every season? Where did he get no, this? You know, I don't, I don't stare at what he's watching on YouTube because 90% of the time it's Minecraft. But anyways, <laughs> so he was, he came over the other day or he was doing his Butler thing that night and putting him to bed. He's like, mom, will you please talk about what I did tonight on your podcast? I, that's <laughs> like, great. Well, sure, babe. you know, Reese is becoming, you know, then I had a follow up about topics today, which we're going to cover. And he was right on. He is, he is, we might be talking about Reese. We might have to have a whole Reese segment. I, I don't know. Well, do you want to know how he texts? He does the voice. So he holds down the voice recording and just replies. Oh, well, he's smart that way. That's what we well, should all yeah, be doing. He, I don't, he hates I can't, keyboards. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not ready to do that yet. So what are we going to be talking about today, Scott? Today, we are going to talk forecasting, people. Forecasting. And when I say forecasting, Summer, this is actually from one of our great listeners who's really brought this topic that they, they want to hear this. Uh, it, this means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So maybe right. Uh, what, what does it mean when I say forecasting? Like, what does that mean to you? What do you think? Honestly, of? like my my head goes to a lot of places. One is like I want to do this. She's hitting her head against the microphone, which sounds really great Just in your wanna... ears right now. For all those AirPods in your ears, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just want to bang my head on a table because there's uh, one of the things I think you know about me is that I'm a perfectionist and foundation, foundation perfectionist. And it's impossible to be 100% accurate on your forecast. There's one thing that a forecast will always be and it's wrong. Um, but you know, you look at like the great, like, is it heading in the right direction? Like if, if you're looking at a graph and it's going up or down or, or it's a roller coaster is, are you at least following that trend line? So when I think about forecasting, I immediately think about my ad spend budget, my sales budget. And then now I'm thinking more about logistics and forecasting shipments and how soon they're going to be coming in. Yes. So we had so funny because working with manufacturers over umpteen years and some got to pretty larger scales and we were working with many retailers and out of national chains and it would it was is the game you go back and forth and say you know this is the forecast to actual and all these other things and we had some manufacturers like well is are we going to hit this and you're just like i it's a for, the reason it's a forecast yeah that's why totally. it's called a forecast well, and then as you know, I've learned, and I'm sure so many of our listeners already know, um, you have these um, MOQs at your uh, manufacturing facilities, minimum order quantities. Yes. And so when you're doing a forecast, you have to say, um, you know, are, are we going to be able to meet these MOQs? If the SKU won't meet that, do we build it and just, you know, have to donate the part, the rest that we can't sell? Um, and I've never had to to really think that way. Um, and so it's a challenge, but I think it's also can be fun too. Cause I, I can dive into those numbers and just like go down that rabbit hole for hours. 
So what this leads into and how we're going to open this conversation up, and we're going to cover all aspects, right, is supply chain, how many units per month, how many of the sales, how to do, how to do this, and we'll break it down, the reality, but also the conflict, Summer. What I love is I've been on the agency side, right, my whole life. You spent most of your career in agency, and now you've been on the brand side, and there's this conflict and it's it's the same it's it's agency brand but it's also the same sales production sales marketing uh-huh. sales whatever uh-huh. this kind of exemplifies that conflict between and we're going to listen to this and then you're going to decide who's the agency in this particular situation who's the agency right. and who's the brand let's hear it but this is what you're going to do for me. You listen, Jerry? Yeah, what, what, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I do for you. It's a very personal, very important thing. Hell, it's a family model. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. Show you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. That doctor, show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Show me the money. That's it, brother. But you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Congratulations, you're still my agent. And that summer is sometimes how the agency feels when they're talking to the CFO, the president, the sales manager. Show me the money. We just need meetings like that, honestly, like transparency. And I feel like that's like become the buzzword of this year is transparency. Yeah, I can't I tell hate you how that many. word. I'm over. I'm over that word. By the way, it's just Are over you. you. Oh You're already God! Over it? Just let's just be honest. Let's tell so the truth. Of the word honest, or instead of saying the word transparency, you want to say say honest. I say I just let's be. Well, honest. I mean, it's the context. Like I'm going to give you visibility into my company versus like I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I say I want to be blunt. I want to be frank. I want to be. Blunt. I just. I like the blunt. I'm to, so over. I want to be transparent with you. Like, stop. Everybody's well. transparent. And then the other thing is that, that you've lost. I've lost the love and feeling for that word of transparency because half the time it's not true. And then you find out later. What are you singing now? <laughs> what is that? You've lost that love. Oh, yes. Yes. I can. I could play that gone. on the yeah. transparency gone. <laughs> I love it, but the, the whole that whole bit is show me the money, mm-hmm. and that's what these brands want. Show me the money. They don't care. They want to show me the money. So, do they the- want you to show them the money and and show them the profit, <laughs> or just yeah, the money? 
Show me the money. But, well, they want they want it both. They want their cake and eating too. Um, so I have to take a quick pause. It is uh, spider season now, and I have all like these light gray walls, and these little fuckers stand out so bright. So you see, and if I don't gonna, kill we're them, we're gonna pause right the come, podcast right now so you can go kill the spider. I, I'm so. I didn't do this about last year during spider season. I didn't pause what I was doing. The last time I didn't kill the spider when I found it, yeah. I looked up again and it was gone. So you, then I so felt like you, a spider spiders was all over me. Freak you out, spiders? Um, hidden ones. Okay. I can't see them. That scares yeah. me. She's showing me this dead spider. She has. So bakery. I squished it on the ceiling, then it fell down into like my little de- de- decor that I have in the corner of my desk. Oh. Are you okay now? Yeah, no, I'm just irritated that the spider almost won. Well, it didn't win. You, it was a. How many rounds do you think that went lasted? Three, three rounds. Three rounds. You put them down in three rounds, Summer. Took three times. Okay. All right, back to spiders and forecasting. So one of the things is, I think the lesson that we can teach people is, if you're a marketer, if you're, I don't know, in a brand and you have, and not only internally, but for agencies or whatever, and you're like, Hey, I want to hit this number. I had this happen to me in a, in a yesterday. It's a valid question, right? The president, CFO, whether it's somebody in an organization who, again, doesn't live this day by day, as far as digital advertising, it's the constant struggle between sales, production, all these things. And they say, I want to hit this number. And the other question is how much will it take to get to that number. I want to hit this mm-hmm. sale, so how much do I have to spend? I had that question to me yesterday. Yeah. And what's your answer? Well, they never like the answer. Right. And why don't they like it? What do you what Because do you I them? do not bullshit them. And I say, honestly, first of all, there's a lot of factors in here, okay, that you have to understand. So you have to have production. Can you actually service the business? Meaning, mm-hmm. do you have enough product to actually get to that number? Yep. Oh, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I got plenty. No, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's not so easy. It's not so easy. Secondly, what's our competitive set, right? What are we competing against to, to, for the advertising for that dollar, you mm-hmm. know? And what's right. the productivity? And is there enough traffic to even search traffic to go buy the traffic? Right. And that, I think I, we mentioned this on the last call. I think it was a pop-up where if your advertiser or if your competitor is doing, you know, a big launch or doing a big promotion at the same time that you're trying to drive sales, your CPCs are going to be more expensive. Yes. But why don't you explain to the fine folks, because this is something else that I struggled with originally is I see an advertising program and it's actually, it looks like it's doing well. The return is doing well, but and then you look at it and say, hey, why don't we do more of that? But there's not, I can't, there's no traffic. I can't go raise a bid because there's not enough there. That, right. that, was, that was something I had to really, I, I had to, it, that was hard to get, I guess. You know, when I was on the agency side and I, having spoken to quite a few agencies recently, it's the new buzz outside of the word transparency is about like, how are you retaining your customers? Um, so we can drive a whole bunch of customers to your site, to Amazon, to your listing, wherever it may sit, but how are you going to keep them? And I think that is what a lot of brands miss. And I reflect back on my, my life in agency and all the different brands and retailers I worked with. 
Um, and I, they weren't transparent with us about what they were doing to keep those customers. Right. Um, and you look at like, you know, I want to improve X, Y, and Z. Well, what percentage of your business is returning customers and should that be higher? Depending on the category, we've gone yeah. back and forth, right? Consumables, yes. The the long-term value or, or the LTV. Lifetime or value. Lifetime value. Yes. So what I tell these people is, hey, uh, the, again, this is back to the two streets, but we, we can go buy some things. We can be more aggressive on advertising, but I can't guarantee you that it's going to get the sales number. I, no, I that's what I said. I'm like, yeah. I can't guarantee you. And well, and then what's going on? In, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I want to make yeah. sure that it's profitable. Number one, number so two. So that's where I think you get stuck a lot is that you are focused on profitability. Show me the money. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And I, I think I you love are. It. I'm not. <laughs> but what you need to confirm is if you ask the brand just flat. Do you want to make a profit? They're always going to say yes. Of course. Show me the money. But I think you need to change the question to when do you want to start seeing a profit? Because then you're, you're setting the expectation that you're not going to see one right away. Yeah. Especially when you're flipping between agencies and that whatever software they're using, whoever the person is on it, they have to learn. So you're not going to see an improvement right away. You might, or it could be an, it's not going to be improvement on all. You're not going to get the whole cake. So it might be an improvement on sales, but a dip in return. It might be an increase in return, but dip in sales and um, less spend. You know, there's going to be something that's going to have to give. And I think agencies setting the expectation of I can get here, but it's going to take X. You're not going to make a profit until Y. And I need you to agree with this. And for me, I recently had this happen where they said, okay, you're going to see, you know, this, this type of performance while our software learns your product and your category. They told me I approved it. I agreed with it. And then when I saw the numbers, I was like, Oh shit, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, I you told me it was going to happen. It happened. And now I'm like, my eyes are bugging out of my head, but now we're seeing what they had said. They promised, Hey, we're going to see a huge uptick in this particular KPI. It's going to improve. And how about roughly in this, this varies, how long did this take? In this I mean, particular right now we're case, at, we're at week eight. Okay. And so, so it's, first yeah. two weeks, it was like doing pretty well. And then all of a sudden we saw this huge jump in um, poor performance and I panicked. But the last two weeks, you already see the improvements happening. And um, having come from like Mercent and having that background um, with that agency and that software, I understand why it's happening, but it's it's hard when you have to go and report to your CFO why the performance suffered last month. Yeah. So as we always try to do and always off brand, let's cut the shit here. Let's get to the real thing. People out there, whether you've scraped a category online, offline, doesn't matter. And you think that there is some humongous you know, size of the prize. There's just this huge category and you think you can jump in even though your brand isn't well known. Like, Hey, they're doing a billion dollars. They're doing a, a, a they're doing a hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever. I should be Peter that part of that pie. Here's the truth. People four to six months with everything else we're talking about that we're going to d- drill down to with everything else working. Right. And when in my description, just so everyone knows, with the eight weeks, I, we were already established. Yes. We had switched. We'd done a trade, a, a change. Um, 
you know, we were testing a new theory and it's working, but there was that risk. So yes, I totally agree with you the four to six month. Um, I also want to get back to like with our forecasting, how being out of stock can really kill all the hard work you did to get your product to the spot that it's at. And as soon as you go out of stock, you're starting not over. It's not over, but it takes four to six weeks to get back to where you were. And if you're in four to six weeks, let's say you have a summer, like you sell sunblock. If you go out of stock in, you know, early May and it's going to, you're not going to get back to where you were until mid June. Like you just missed so much opportunity. Yeah. And from a digital side, right. There's other causes. So another competitor surprisingly goes on a huge discount or does Mm -hmm. a big deal. And all of a sudden you don't have the buy box or there's various different elements, right. That can contribute to you going, not hitting your forecast or not even being close. So the answer to this president the other day, and the answer to all these people, when they say, I want to hit this, how much will it cost? I say this, I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. And they don't like that answer, Summer. Really? No. Well, you give them more than that. You say, no, I, don't I say, know, I don't know. <laughs> and then they you know say. What? Must be your Ted Lasso charm that makes them want to stick around. Well, because more. the other thing that I, we've talked about, the magic sheet, the, the Phil Adamempe, which I just talked to Phil and he's doing awesome. Anyway, one of the things that I added in there was I want to know the percentage of spend to sales because mm-hmm. when you, when I got into the, the out of manufacturing representative, we had a 2% co-op. We had co-op all the time. It was right. a 2% yep. co-op. And then I get into this whole Amazon game and I get into the other digital things with actually all the type of retailers. And then it gets like, Oh, if you're not spending 10% of sales on advertising, I mean, you're not even going to be in the game. And I'm just like, that was really hard for me because I'm like, what are you, what? That's insane. Yeah. If I have and a 1999 item yeah. and I got to spend 10%, what do you, how am I making any money? Yeah. There's that profit thing I keep. <laughs> no, there's the profit. No, that's okay. So what I would say to that, like, let's say I'm on the agency side and you're the brand saying that to me, I would say, well, what's your plan to keep your customers? But I'm selling, this is take- back and forth. So this is category specific. I agree with you. You want to get fans but if it's an item, a hard goods item that is not a repeatable subscribe, like, you, you know, like a grocery store consumable type item, there's there's less. Yes, you want to create the fans because you want to sell them other products in the exactly. line. I'm with yes. you. I'm with you. I'm you want to sell you. them other products because maybe and that's where you have to look at your analytics and say, you know, it does my twenty dollar item bring them in and, and get them into the brand. How do I get them now to buy my hundred dollar item? And, you know, do I invest in advertising and lose money investing on that $20 item because I'm going to turn them into a customer that's buying a more expensive part of my portfolio? Right. But this is always comes back to the CFO. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Because if I didn't spend that dollar and I'm distributed all over the place and I have sales, if you didn't spend the dollar summer, my sales would be the same. Right. What do you... um? What do you think about, so going back to like forecasting and planning after this crazy year we had for e-commerce, you know, 20, everyone, everyone is like getting on LinkedIn and be like, I grew my e-commerce business oh, by a hundred percent. I was like, well, that. yeah. Stop. All the numbers are funny numbers. They're crooked numbers. They're, you can't yeah. anniversary anything after anniversary. 
I have on my notes kind of the ending thing. We got to dig through forecasting. I want to take a quick break here, Summer, uh, because I want to get down to the mechanics of forecasting and how to actually break it break it down for me on the how you actually do it. We've done this. I love forecasting, and you create these spreadsheets that actually have a the problem with a lot of people with forecasting. They don't do the forecasting against the actual, so they can oh, yeah. actually see. What you we did to. versus right. this in a in a, a transparent way <laughs> that <laughs> are they being honest? They're being honest. Show them the blunt truth of actually how they're doing and what adjustments. We'll be back to dig deep into this in nearly seconds. Hi, this is Jason Boyce, co-author of The Amazon Jungle, The Truth About Amazon, and you're listening to Always Off-Brand. All right, we're back. We never actually left. <laughs> Maybe I we, shouldn't... Took, we took some water. We did. I don't know if I should ever say, because the people listening, like, I play the little music and we have our little thing, and then... Uh, we're back because we're really back, but we're not back. I don't know. Anyway, I have this same issue when I do play-by-play for football, basketball, for games. It's like we're back. Well, we know you're back. You're here. <laughs> we're listening and we're watching. Okay. Here's my dream software that I actually started working on uh, at the Karen Code a bazillion years ago, and I, I wanted to get sales reporting. Okay? So we uh-huh. have sales reporting, POS. We talked about point of sale. Jen Cresser Campbell, shout out to her, by the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's brilliant. Uh, and I wanted my magic software tool to open my laptop, and I wanted to see sales reporting. I wanted to see actually my units and uh, my supply, how many weeks of hand, how many I had in inventory, how uh-huh. many I sold. And then I wanted my advertising and my marketing. And if I was doing promotional, I wanted that all in one magical little screen that made sense to me that I could see what affected what. Right. And here's the problem. There's a ton of softwares out there that a lot of them do what you're asking, but they're missing parts, right? Yes. They're missing the promotional part, especially they're, um, they're not pulling in what your email drove, what your text drove. If you had a lightning deal on Amazon, if you had a celebrity post about you through your influencer program, and that is what you need to see transparency and visibility into um, because that's going to help predict like what should the forecast be. So if it's like, hey, yeah, you saw this big bump today. And instead of the tool saying, okay, every day we see this, we increase, um, you know, your units by 0.2 from the previous month. No, don't, because I don't have an influencer going out next month or I don't, or I'm going to be out of our bestseller the next month. Or There needs to be a software where you can input some, if this, then that rules. Yes. And that. You're right, because there is. I, we tested a software tool that uh, was really good. It had some good intelligence built behind it, and it was, again, an Amazon-centric Seller Central. It only did uh, Seller Central, which also is a frustration. There's nothing out there for Vendor Central, uh-huh. which I was trying to solve that, but didn't get yeah. very far. Um, and it did all the right things, but it's just like the Amazon machine, just like a POS machine, just like a forecasting machine where it cannot – 
It doesn't understand weather. It doesn't do seasonality well. All right. the things you just talked about, the promotional, the 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 outlying factors, right? The contributor variables that you can't control. It doesn't know that. And exactly. So, and so there. And then there's tools that are like they're great for Amazon. You're like, okay, well, what about the rest of my business? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I really struggle with with that. And so honestly, you see so many brands and retailers they just build their own in-house and it's what i don't like about that is that it's humans touching it right and we will all make mistakes we're guaranteed to make mistakes you put in (coughs) excuse me um you you meant to put in 10 percent, but you accidentally hit an extra zero so now it's 100 percent, and you're like you have to dig and dig and dig to figure out what what where's where did i make the error to correct it now I learned how to forecast units. So back in the my a big part of my professional career has been in footwear, clothing, and also backpacks, hard goods, where we had to forecast for key accounts, especially, and then their whole territory, what we needed in supply of each item by color, by every variation, honestly, four months before we needed it or sometimes mm-hmm. five months, mm-hmm. six months. We yep. have actually versions of forecasting. And I learned how to do that. Shout out Jeff Gretto, um, one of the best forecasters. In fact, he got an award for coming like 90-some percent of his forecasts at a time when he's managing Costco, REI, at the time, huge department stores we had in the Northwest. The guy was insane in forecasting. And what he he did it unit by unit, month by month, and then he would actually have a calendar he referenced, and this is before softwares and shit. Excel <laughs> spreadsheets is all we had, honestly. Where yeah. he, he saw the period and he would go back and, and basically replay. He made notes on promotions, on weather, on a PR hit. He would right. make notes and he would factor that in. And he would factor yeah. in when a when a promotion for the retailer falls during a different day if it was over a saturday or sunday or a friday that's what you need yeah and then because that's what every brand and retailer needs and when you go back to forecasting your sales if you don't have a good uh what product units manufacturing forecast it makes it really hard yeah and apparel uh, they have to go buy gray goods yeah. Like a year before, or sometimes nine yep. percent. You know, I'm, well, I remember when we were pitching months. Adidas, and they had already done their back to school for the following year, and it was like October. Yeah, and you're like, wait, what? Oh yeah, that <laughs> business is done. It's booked. Yeah, exactly. So that's a lot of the the supply chain and flow. But what we did, and we did this uh, for actually for Acorn Footwear, Acorn Slippers. Shout out, love them. Wearing them right now. Uh, is they had to know this stuff way before, right? And it's part of the forecasting. We did a spreadsheet, and it was Megan put unbelievable formulas in there, and it had by unit, by month. This is by SKU, by ASIN, if you want to call it that. By thing, by month, and we had that forecast, we had that actual, and we were rolling it. And every 15 days, we had calls with the supply team, and we were going over and saying, hey, this one, we think that's going to be a little higher. We said we needed 150 units of this particular style, color, size. I want to lower that to 35 and then up, up to I, higher. I mean, Scott, I do that every... I, we, I meet with the logistics team every second Thursday of every month because you have to. Of course you do. So I think what to take away from this podcast is, one, there's no, no all-encompassing software that we're aware of. So if you're an engineer, 
Get on it. <laughs> yeah, please. Two Talk is to, to have me. clear communications when setting a sales forecast with your agency that is honest about your product and inventory in your ad spend. Because if those are not accurate, then you can't give an accurate sales forecast. You'll be so far off the, the, the mark. And any sales manager listening in the world right now, this is the other fun game we used to have at sales meetings, which I'm, I like. You know, They put out a shoe. Actually, at Adidas Outdoor, we did this. We had to do this because their timelines were so far in advance, as you just told mm-hmm. you. We put out the shoe and need to ask the agencies. How, we'd have to write down on a sheet, how many can you sell? Mm-hmm. And of course, we're emotional. We're at the point. We have no idea six months from now, but we're like, oh, God, that's a winner, winner. We could sell <laughs> yeah. billions of that. Totally. And yeah. then, of course, the, the you come back and the production guys and the product development team's like, I thought you guys said you could sell like a lot of those. We didn't sell shit. And we're like, well, yeah, because so-and-so didn't do this or this or that or this. Some variable we had no idea. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Or we couldn't go discount or the blah, 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 whatever, wherever the case was. So that's a fun sales meeting, a meeting game for this because it's really hard. That's why it's called a forecast. But right. this plays into summer. What is your marketing dollars? What is your advertising? Our great listener. How much am I going to do and how much do I have to spend to get there? This all ties into it. The other element that I talk to manufacturers about all the time, and this is a huge struggle, allocation. So if I... I'm a manufacturer and I sell to a bunch of retailers. I sell to Amazon, everybody else. It comes into my warehouse, but it does not have caution tape around the set, the hundred units that's supposed to go to Amazon or go to Nordstrom or go wherever. And nobody gets to touch that. That's just for you. Yeah. And they don't have allocation systems. So what happens is it comes in a big bucket. It's sitting in the warehouse. Then they get a big order from XYZ. And then you go to pull yours for your account poof, it's gone. Right. That's a problem for your forecast. Yeah. And, and when you've done advertising and promotions. So I think what, what you're saying and what I have seen is you just have to, you know, when I was on the agency side, so many brands and retailers were like very vague. Like they didn't want to give me the numbers. Like I'm going to go share, I'm going to go tell, Macy's, what Nordstrom is planning on spending on Google. You know, I don't, I'm not, no, people aren't doing that. And maybe you've been burned. So, you know, foot and mouth then, but people are, are so busy with the, especially in the agency side, you're so busy. You're not sharing what a competitor is doing. You're not, you know, you'll be vague. Like, Hey, they're, <clears throat> you know, we're seeing people increasing their sit, their spend budget, <clears throat> but you're not giving actual numbers and names behind those things. It'll just benefit the brand and retailer if they are so honest with where they stand with the agency. Yeah. And there's factors because of the way manufacturers are built, brands. I mean, this is every age. It doesn't matter. Any business, right? There's silos. So the wholesale guy or the wholesale gal, whoever, who's selling wholesale might not talk to the e-com Host- person. So you're saying wholesale. 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 Whole, Scott. Whole. Whole. Whole sale. Keep keep those keep those gardening <laughs> tools away. We don't need the gardening tools. That person might not be 
in a meeting or understand exactly what's going on with the e-com or the institutional right. sales, yeah. the government sales, whatever. And they're all like, uh, dude, like where'd my, you know, item four, five, six, zero dash four, three, uh, bruh, I don't have any to sell and I got a big order. Right. Yeah. Right. So what I suggest to everybody, here's the pro tip of the day. Well, one of them, there's just so many. Create and in the Google, Google, you can Google share it, Google Doc, Google spreadsheet. What do they call it in the Google? A Google and Drive? Yeah. A Google yeah. Doc? Whatever. Google Doc, yeah, sure. You create a basically simple thing where you have all these elements that is a shared document, a shared file that everybody is contributing and com- collaborating when you have meetings yeah. and you create that calendar out by week so that you know what is coming. Yeah. And you know, we talk a lot about software, but when you're when you're a small brand, you may not be able to afford it. Yeah. So you need to create the Google Doc, and uh, the whole fam just came. In. I love it. I love it. We got Bailey, Bailey the dog in there. Yep. We got Chase and, Chase his, and what killer underwear? Uh, he's wearing. Like family. Uh, I, I like his gym jams. What's he got going on? That I couldn't quite see in the zoom. Uh, there's his sports pajamas. So they have basketball, football, baseball, whatever, all over him. He was telling me this morning. I think they're too small, Mama. I need new pajamas. He's such a fashion guy. He loves loves clothes. Well, he's buff, man. He's just he's popping <laughs> out of him. He just worked out this morning. Are you kidding me? <laughs> a little Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Small brands, yes, you're right. They can't do that. So, but I, I don't even. If you can find fancy software, I, honestly, I don't know that it's out there that that does all there's this some, stuff. <clears throat> there's some. I mean, there's there's some really good tools. I, I like Manage by Stats for Amazon. Um, I think they do a really good job with forecasting. They also have some. They download data every day from Amazon. So you can build some really great Excel spreadsheets looking at um, like lifetime value of a customer okay. on Amazon. All right. I'll put that to in help the show you notes. Uh, with your forecasting. I'll look at subscriptions, you know, because there's that subscription forecasting tool uh, inside Amazon. So that helps. I haven't found a gr- great one for the site and for, I should, I take that back. We do have a, we have our own spreadsheet that we put the data in, but I haven't found a good software for like all of our, <clears throat> all of our retailers to automate it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so the forecasting teams, production teams, the procurement teams that have to go buy all this stuff, they always want to know what are you going to sell? What are you going to need? Uh, yep. I suggest again, you lay all of these things out, whether it's your promotional things, which we talked about, or we have, we got a pop-up coming by. I don't know if it'll, by the time you're hearing this, it could be out. It could be not. Um, and I just want to mention that I try to put all these softwares in the show notes. So if you scroll down on your phone, you can actually get links to all this stuff. Yeah, which I find very confusing in Apple. Like when you use their their podcast app, um, you'll see like the the app or not sorry, the podcast mm-hmm. in the description and then like it doesn't show you to scroll down. Yeah, it's it is. Not you intuitive. have to push it. You're correct. You're yeah. yeah, I agree with you on that. So don't give up, guys. Don't give up. Actually, if you're listening to this, you probably already figured it out. But I <laughs> didn't figure it out. It took me almost like six months of listening to podcasts to figure it out. They so, would always talk about the show notes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So l- lay down. So social, uh, whether you're doing big campaigns or pushes PR, whether you have direct TV, res- direct response television, mm-hmm. when you're doing all of your marketing efforts that are putting out there, if you have a big promo for a major retailer or a big launch, put all of those things in there because 
the agency, the internal people, it doesn't matter. The, they can do much better if they have visibility to what's going on because what happens off Amazon will affect Amazon, vice versa. Mm-hmm. What happens at a big retailer affects other things. Absolutely. And your D to C. Yep. Absolutely. So I encourage everybody to to create that that spreadsheet. It is it, it to me it's kind of a 360 view. It and is. And it, you have to hold your team members accountable. Like they have to put in the details. They have to put in the details. I think we're good. I think I think we've covered our forecasting. I think we've got some good tips for people. Anything else on your mind? And what do you tell them, Summer, again, just to review? What do you say when the person says, I want to hit $3 million, how much is it going to cost to get me there? What do you tell, if you're Scott Oshman, I'll let, no, I'll let you say how you say it. If I'm on the agency side and the brand and retailer says, I want to hit $3 million no, this I'm year. No, the, I'm, the, I'm the CFO president, whatever, and we're on the call, you're the agency or you're my internal person. It doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> I'm like, okay, I want to hit $3 million on this account. Right now, mm-hmm. we're spending 4% of our uh, of sales on marketing. And if you tell me I need to, what do I need to spend? 10%, 6% of sales? Yeah, you have to pull the numbers, right? So you have to look at like what's selling, what's been in or out of stock, what have our promotions been? What has driven it? If if he's talking or wanting to know about profitability, you you have that as a line item in your Excel, Excel spreadsheet. And then you also talk about like, here's, here's how I can hit that number inefficiently. Here's how I can hit it efficiently. And here's how I can do it slowly. So there's, it just depends on how quickly you want to move it. So there's a lot of questions you have to ask. You have to talk about um, logistics and inventory. You have to talk about um, different promotions and different um, levers that you can pull, um, especially coming from, depends on the channel, but like what affiliate programs are you running? What um, what mobile promotions are you running? Um, are there any celebrity endorsements coming up? So there's, it's not just a, here's, here's how we're going to do it. One answer. There's no silver bullet, which is so annoying. I hate it when people say that, but there just isn't. It's, it's a team effort. In this particular case, all over. Yeah. And to add, just add a couple little things on that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The add thing, the other thing I came back at this person was, what do you want? Now they want everything, right? Once you've qualified, right? All these things, which are right, excellent questions to know because that that's going to determine the number you give them on how to, what's it going to cost to get there. The other thing is focus. And this particular brand has multiple brands. They have multiple product lines. They have multiple stuff. We're kind of all over the place. They're trying, they're a small team trying to do a lot of stuff. They do an incredible job, but my, my, not my pushback or my, uh, my question to his question was, what do you want to focus on? Mm-hmm. Because the other classic trapdoor that everybody falls into summer is they, they do the shotgun approach where they like, I just got to add more, more skews. I'm going to mm-hmm. add this line and that line and this line, this collection. Oh, God, I don't know. Who are your clients? They I, sound awful. I don't know. That actually is not <laughs> indicative of my, my people, but uh, you know what I'm saying? It's a, con- I've fallen on, I, I, I'm, I'm here. You know, you, I, I did it too. Oh, you want to yeah. fall? We want to create, we have a new launch. We have this, whatever. But the reality is, is focus. It's the 80, 20 rule always yes, usually I was applies. Say 80, 20 rule. Yes. Mm-hmm. 10%, 20% of the SKUs are driving 80% of the volume. The most successful advertising promo forecasting, everything else is everybody in the room gets focused on 10 items, 20, items, whatever it is. Right. And you go 
a hundred miles an hour and you focus on and those. you drive yeah. the living daylights out of them. And you know what? There's usually happiness at the end. Yeah, I agree. Right. I like those. Hey, this is Hannah and Courtney. We're the social media OGs and you're listening to Always Off Brand. We're going to end today's episode talking about a very timely topic. (coughs) Supply. Inflation (laughs) supply. Summer, are you hearing all the things about the chip, the microchip? We talked about it with the cars a little bit at one point, but the the chips, you can't buy cars, lumber, the price of lumber, price of gas. (sighs) Yeah, going up. Yeah. Going up, everything's going up. Nobody can get anything. Jen Kresser Campbell talked about it. How supply? What, what, what's your what's your take on this? To be honest, I don't really have a take on it. <laughs> <laughs> is I, it affecting your business? Um, so much is affecting our supply chain business and if, affecting a lot of people that I know. I mean, the Suez Canal issue is now starting to peak its ugly head after it was resolved months, not, you know, one, a month ago, two months ago. Um, COVID is still affecting. I look at what's happening in Canada and warehouses getting shut down. <laughs> just you just hit your hat. head on the microphone? I, I did my hat on the microphone. That's going to sound good. <laughs> I was not, I was, I was like, agreeing with you. I, I was nodding. Like I'm boring you. I just no, you I was like, boom. yes. And I hit my, my bill of my cap. Um, Amazon opening, I'm sorry to go into the Amazon thing, but Amazon opening like 35-ish new warehouses and these warehouses can't get their shit straight. I'm still just livid right now about that. I'm livid. Oh, yeah. I had a complaint the other day because customers are ordering X product and they're receiving Y product. And luckily, a customer sent me a picture of it. Um, cause I was about to buy it myself anyways, just to see what showed up, but you've done it before you buy it yourself. You're like, well, the right product showed up. I don't understand why other people are getting the wrong one because it's, it depends on the warehouse that it's getting shipped from, but whatever right. warehouse is probably getting shipped from, it has the label of this is my pink flavor, but it's on the orange flavor. We had a guy who did it twice. We had a guy <sighs> who ordered lime or ordered cherry and he got lime. He sends us a message saying, Hey, just want to let you know, I ordered yeah. cherry and I got lime. But hey, I'm good. I just reordered the cherry. And he was the one no, to I'm pay thirsty, for it. Because have you ever had cherry limeade? It's so good. Now I want some cherry limeade. Damn it, Scott. <laughs> hey, you put a little something in there? Oh, my gosh. I love cocktail, cherry limeade. A little, little vodka? No, no, no. Just you, have, put some have you ever vodka? had just like cherry limeade? Yeah, um, I think so. I love cherry, though. Cherry's my go-to. Too. All right. So, so but, but the thing is, he, or, he did it twice. Mm-hmm. They screwed it up again. Uh, same. I have the same. I could literally sh- share with you my... Um, the customer performance notification yeah. on this on Amazon. But I had to do a multi-channel fulfillment and fulfill one of our website orders with an Amazon and the customer sent me a picture and I'm like, damn it. Well, Amazon's response right now is we no longer do bin checks. I was like, since when? So they, they no longer do bin checks and I'm, unless they have yes, like a really do. good reason. I was like, yeah, thank you. I know they do. Then, like, what, what do you want? Do you want to call it a cubic scan? Is that what they want to do? A cubic scan? <laughs> That's a different thing. So you're seeing, you know, w- what was a pretty reliable system have a lot of faults right now yeah. and a lot of mishaps. Um, and then with, uh, with COVID, we've seen warehouses just had to shut down. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, I think all there's as usual, it's not one reason. No. Can I just clear something up for everybody who's confused? They read the headlines of inflation and supply and all this other stuff, which gets clicks. Let me just clear this up. It's called a pandemic, a global pandemic. Right. And no one appreciates that. But what happened, and I was wrong, and I'm sure I'm wrong many times. I thought there was slack in the line. There was slack last year from March, April, May, June, right? All these things shut down in Asia all over, no matter where you're supplying and raw goods manufacturing. I thought it would catch up at Q4 and like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. It's caught up now. Yeah. Everything's Mm -hmm. catching up now. And then there's all kinds of other little things hitting that you've talked about. It's supply and demand, people. That's it. Yeah, it's the toilet paper issue. It is. <sighs> I feel so much better after getting that out. Oh, good. I talked to a, a gal <sighs> yesterday who was at, I think it was Procter & Gamble, and she was like, I was on the Charmin side. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you talked? To, oh, because of the Shop Talk thing? Yeah, Shop Talk for Women. Really loved it. Yes. Uh, cannot recommend it enough. It was a really great um, three days. It was didn't seem to take up a lot of time. You got to, it was like speed dating. You only get 15 minutes with somebody and there's literally a clock and they cut you off when the clock ends. Biggest thing you learned. Oh, I, Oh, the biggest thing. I got a couple of really good software recommendations. Um, the biggest thing I learned. Running out of time. Yeah. Biggest thing you learned from shop talk. Now shop talk was one of the big, Humongo. This is Shop Talk for women, but Shop Talk. I never did you ever go to the real the Shop Talk when it was in Vegas? In person? Yeah. No. It was huge. I mean, it was. I mean, I didn't really I I don't want to say I didn't learn anything. I I did learn about different softwares to check out. Um, I spoke to a brand. We're gonna do a a promotion together, which is really fun. Uh, Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had some really good hits. And it like I said, they're only like 15 minute segments. You meet with so many people throughout a three-hour period, and it was good. It was really good, and it didn't feel overwhelming. Good. I'm excited about that. I love stuff like that. I've done a couple of the some webinars. We talk about webinars. Tough to do webinars. I think webinars have gotten better through COVID, to be honest. Uh, I mm-hmm. figured out how to make it more participatory, which is tough when you're talking to nobody. Um, and I think these are good. These are juicy little nuggets you can get out of it. Absolutely. Uh, cool. That is going to do it. We This is the portion of the program where we remind everybody, hey, we're new. I, I don't know if you can smell a podcast, but it has that new podcast smell, and it's fantastic. <laughs> You're going to love it. We know we appreciate all the recommendations, all the friends, everybody, the comments. Review, Feedback. people. Five stars. Review. Share it. Love it. Spread it. Okay. Talk to us. Tell us what you think, what you like, what you don't like. We're we're doing this for you. We want it to be good. We want you we to want have you to get fun, be entertained, and learn a couple things from some people who've done been around the bend. Right? We've done this a few times. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, we need more of your accents back, by the way. Yeah, my throat's hurting today, so I didn't have it in me. Okay. Uh, but as always, what is our? We are always off brand. And remember, and remember, people matter. Why don't you just say the whole thing? I don't like the people matter. The, the people matter. I think should be okay. Just you. All right. So here we go. See, we're we're we're, we're here. Here's our newness. <laughs> <laughs>
And this is always off brand. And just remember, people matter. And foundations. I like the foundation. <laughs> Until next time, uh, Summer, God, have an incredible day. Will you? You too, Scott. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Haley from Quickfire, and they want me to read this so you know what this podcast is part of and how to find out more if you want. Always Off Brand is a production of Quickfire LLC and a part of the Learn and Laugh series on the Quickfire Podcast Network. For more information, go to quickfirenow.com. Have a good one, and thanks for listening. <laughs>